Uh, this guy is called the Standing Street. with regret and you're watching putting you over. Hey everybody, how's it going? What's going on? Welcome to putting you over on a timeless night tonight. We're actually we're live a little bit early, about 15 minutes, 10 minutes early. Uh, I'm gonna open the zoom up. But right at nine o'clock we are kicking things off with uh, WCW legend, uh, uh, independent. He's been all over, and we'll, we'll touch on it. But, it. but all you need to know is that he's timeless, and that's Crowbar coming up literally when we kick off at 9. Speaking of kickoff, the NFL has started. Look at that. Look, it's so debonair. Am I here? Yeah, you're here. You're li- you're live. We can hear you. I can see you. Um, now, yeah, I'm feeling kind of out of place. Can you make it in black and white? You know, it's funny you say that. I probably, not on your end, but on the end that's going out to Twitch, I probably could. And you know what's funny? When I edit it in post, I bet you I could do that and push it out on YouTube. That's a great idea. Nah, I'm, I'm, whatever works for you guys. Yeah, whatever <laughs> works. But that is a great idea. I might do that. Um, how you doing tonight? First, thanks for taking the time uh, out of this crazy. Thanks so much life. for having me on, man. Yeah, uh, I was just talking to. Um, well, I think you know him, Mike Digital. He's on Twitter. Uh, oh, he's he's awesome, awesome dude. Yeah. Uh, I've I really was off of the whole Twitter Facebook grid for a whole long while, and uh, I had that shot with Ring of Honor last year. That kind of gave me the push to get on it's kind of interesting how we met and uh he's just been a great advocate just an awesome dude uh and i'm so grateful that this guy's in my corner awesome awesome guy uh we have so much in common and i I just can't say enough good about this dude yeah i uh i've seen you guys communicate back and forth on twitter so when i found out we were having you on i i gave him a heads up to um to tell him you were on and he's like, Oh man, you got to tag me when, when he's on the show and all this and he's here and we were talking. So awesome, awesome stuff. 
Um, it's funny too that because I stum I knew you back in the WCW days, and you've been all over. You know, WWF, uh, WCW, uh, Independent, uh, might even been TNA Impact, yada, yada, yada. Here's where yeah. you are now. I mean, we could go across that list all day long if we want. But what I found was so interesting to me was your stuff on Twitter because – and it started obviously with these promos that you got going now with Cody for the TNT Championship. But I watch it, and I'm like, I don't ever remember Crowbar cutting these promos and – in the WCW, I didn't even think he could. I didn't even think he could talk. Yeah, yeah, man, you cut a hell of a promo. Well, my character there never really called yeah. for it, yeah, and true. uh I, I, I kind of think I always had this um, ability to do it. I just never had had the need to because it really wasn't something that the crowbar character would do. I would do some comedy stuff here and there, uh, but. Again, it wasn't something that my character would do. I've been getting a lot of DMs and calls yeah. from people that have been in the business a while that I knew very, very well, and they're saying, Chris, holy shit, yeah. how do we not know you could do this? <laughs> and I go, well, I was just a model employee. I just went to work. I did what I was told, and Crowbar was a goofy kind of fun character that did a lot of wild stuff in the ring, but it, there was never really a purpose for me to talk like this. So uh, it, it just never got brought out in, until recently. And uh, that all came from this whole COVID situation. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it's um, one of the questions I always ask uh, the, the people, you know, I've been having on lately because I've been able to do a lot more shows due to the COVID situation sure. it, is, uh, you know, what talent, what talents have you learned during this pandemic that you can use in and out of the ring? Well, you're a living example of it right now. Like you're, you're showcasing yourself in a way, like you said, people have never seen you before. Yeah. And it, it, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. Right. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I, I always think it was there. Uh, what happened was I, I just never had a reason to uh, show people what I could do after WCW, if you didn't live in northern New Jersey, yeah. WCW folded. I did some stuff for uh, TNA, for World Wrestling All-Stars. But after WCW, I pretty much morphed from full-time wrestler who was also a part-time physical therapist yeah. when I wasn't touring to a full-time physical therapist, yeah. dad, yeah. and husband who still – and this is taboo in – the wrestling industry, I don't care, who just friggin' loves wrestling. Yeah. And I stayed close to home. And if you didn't live in northern New Jersey, you probably didn't even see me or you assumed I retired or I just kind of drifted off uh, into the sunset. So yeah. I, I would wrestle once or twice a month. I didn't have a whole bunch of time for social media. Uh, COVID happened. Thank God we were able to remain open. I own a physical therapy practice. Wow. Nice. Well, we slowed down some, and that granted me some time to kind of explore this uh, thing I'm doing now. Well, I so I was doing um, some research, and it's I, I said to Vanessa, I was like, we're not even going to scratch the surface. But I was doing some research, and I found out this this match you had in Ring of Honor in, uh, gosh, 2019 maybe, 2018 or so. Um, December, and it aired in January. Yes, that's Ring of Honor for you. Um, it It – it gave it harkened back to, and this is something I've said a lot on here too, uh, back to uh, 
know, traditional wrestling, like what I grew up with, uh, uh, muscle, bouncers, uh, uh, valet. The valet is is a lost art these days. And uh, I just, I, I really appreciated that. And, and now this character you got going now, you, you definitely have that. Like, I know you can still work. I, I know you can probably still get in the ring and go. But I could see you standing alongside some other wrestler, a mouthpiece, who you'd always get that payoff too because you could always get him in the ring. Uh, is there any, any uh, aspirations for that? I've never thought of it, and and a lot of people, and I equate it to this. A lot of people throughout the year said, you've done X, Y, and Z. You've been here, here, mm -hmm. and here. Would you ever consider opening a wrestling school? Yeah. And I'm just not a spectator. I'm not ruling it out, but I've yeah. never given thought. I And can I curse or not? Yeah, you can curse. Go ahead. I, I always say this, yeah. and it's taboo in this industry. I fucking love performing. I love yeah. wrestling. And I did that match in Ring of Honor. It was an, an opening type of match. I was new with the company. Wasn't my spot on the card to go batshit. Yeah. And I knew that was my spot. I didn't want to go in the first match and do all this crazy shit and get more heat because it, it wasn't my spot to. There's a lot of shit that I'm, I'm dying to do. Whether I do it someplace larger or on an or on an independent level, I'm going to do it someplace. And uh, I've never given thought to the whole manager thing. I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. But uh, this car could still go. And with the Northeast, in, uh, the indie scene, I guarantee if you ask a lot of the guys, uh, a match with Crowbar is not a night off. <laughs> I, I like to go. It's how I get my rocks off. I like it. I like entertaining. I like going hard. Give me 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and uh, and that's kind of where I'm at right now, you know. Yeah, um, I I uh, I the network is a godsend, like you said, you love wrestling too. Uh, I went back. You had that match with Terry Funk at Starcade. Sure. I didn't even realize. I didn't even know that. What what was that? Like you wake up in that morning and and you find out. Well, you don't find out that morning, but you you wake up and you're like. I'm going to be on Starcade wrestling Terry Funk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I always say this on all my interviews. Yeah. One of my favorite matches ever was New, New York Knockout, uh, Ric Flair versus Terry Funk. Yeah. I yeah. quit. Yeah. Basically, hardcore before there was a label of hardcore. Mm -hmm. And they used, uh, it was my favorite kind of hardcore. They used naturally occurring objects. At ringside, uh, they use like they banged each other into the rails. Yeah. They pulled up mats. They use microphone wires. Now there's no reason, but no reason for wires. Yeah. Uh, but they use tables and chairs. And that was a hardcore match before it was hardcore. And that was one of the matches that really stuck out in my head as a young wrestling fan. And to be going to Starcade, which was essentially WC. W's version of WrestleMania yeah. against a guy that I grew up idolizing. Friggin' talk about a major markout moment and mind blowing experience. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like you'd have like Randy Savage with another thing to say. Markout yeah. moment, awesome. Uh yeah. It's uh like the hardcore stuff. Like I just remember Savage would always use the ring bell or 
Uh, love Randy Savage. Yeah. Love Randy Savage. Um, today's day and age, they just like they'll reach under and grab a who knows what's under there. And you, you say to yourself, why is it under the ring? It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Who stores their Kindle sticks under a ring? Maybe, I mean, sure. maybe Sandman. Um, yeah. Terry Funk, you mark out any other mark out moments like that, that, that stand, uh, in your mind. There's one match that I really liked and it was, uh, for, a a company on a pay-per-view that probably nobody saw. It was for the WWWA out of Australia. You could probably find it on YouTube. Last time I checked, it's still there. Yeah. I had a cage match with Sabu. Oh, and uh, we tore it up. And they really gave us license to do whatever we want. And I, I had the opportunity to be very creative on this and tell a story. And it's, it's one of those matches I'm super proud of. Uh, I enjoy watching it to this day. We left it all in the ring. We, we knocked the shit out of each other and it was just a great time. And uh, it's just unfortunate that it wasn't a wide, a widely watched pay-per-view, yeah. but uh, it's on YouTube. I know, I think it's in two parts. Last time I checked one of my favorites, uh, there, there was one moment when Arn Anderson came out to confront David Flair with WCW. Mm. Uh, Arn had an issue with his hand and arm from a botched neck yep. surgery that he had. And I said to Arn, I want to take a spine bus. He goes, I haven't done that in years. I'm not sure if I can. I said, Arn, show me how you do it, and I'll make sure I get there and we're able to do that. And I took an Arn Anderson spine buster, and that was a huge markout moment. Yep. You know, just those, those three really stand out as great moments for yeah. me. Outside of winning gold in, in a bigger company, which is cool. Yeah. But as far as like guys that I've worked with in a certain situation, those three really stand out. It's um y- your passion and love for wrestling comes through. Like I can love it. I can feel it. Have you um did you grow up a wrestling fan? Was it big in your, your household? Uh I used to peek in we grew up in a little Cape yeah. Cod house in uh, a small town in New Jersey. My dad would watch wrestling. It was always on late, but my bedroom was kind of on a diagonal to the living room. So yeah. when I got old, old enough, I, I got to sit in and watch wrestling. But even when I was younger, I would kind of gaze in on an ang- angle <laughs> and I was sleeping, but I was able to watch what he was watching. Yeah. And uh, as I got older, it was one of the things that my dad and I bonded over. My uncle and I bonded over and it just got to the point where being a fan just wasn't enough. And I've always had this love for it. And to be able to pursue it, uh, it's it was mind-blowing just the first time to get into a ring at a wrestling school for Iron Mike Sharp. And then to do all of these cool things that I got to do. I don't preach. I say I'm blessed. Yeah. Thank God, whatever. Lucky, blessed. Whatever belief system you subscribe mm-hmm. to. I'm so grateful to be able to to be able to have done what I've done, and I still love this shit. Yeah, yeah, it, it comes through for sure. Um, and I remember that too. I remember when I was a kid, uh, when I was young, couldn't stay up and watch it. I would sneak back down the stairs, crawl behind the couch because my dad would be watching it, and I'd look up at my mom, and she wouldn't say anything. She knew why I was down there, and I would peek around the corner of the couch and watch. that's awesome yeah i remember as clear as day and something i tell my wife all the time uh people are they're either wrestling fan everybody was either a wrestling fan was or is a wrestling fan uh so yeah um 
you have that. Oh, th- th- that was the other question I wanted to ask. Um, you knew this. You wanted more than to be a fan. You, you knew you belonged in that ring. Um, did you have? Did you play sports in high school? Did you do theater? Did you, you know what type of things uh, led into the wrestling ring? I, I played high school football, and I excelled at that. Nice. Uh, I through shot put in track and field. I excelled at that until I blew out my knees playing. Football. I was still able to play football, but after blowing out my knees, there's this thing when you throw shot, but it's called a glide. You hop on one knee, you turn, and you throw the shot. So that took that out. Right. On a little side note, those injuries, blessing in disguise, introduced me to physical therapy, which is now my livelihood, and we have a business. And uh, at, at that time, a really bad thing, sustaining such an injury. And in hindsight, it's just God's plan. It, it yep. put me in a great place. Uh, so that was kind of cool. But uh, in, in high school, I excelled in football. I, I became a super fan probably before high school, seventh grade, eighth grade, even sixth grade. And I always wanted to do it. And just certain things, it's a long story. Certain things yeah. fell right into place, which gave me the road to go to a wrestling school. And when I had known that there would be a wrestling school about an hour away from me, the and I, I found out that it would be opening up in like February or March. That whole summer before, I worked at a catering hall on a weekends, double shifts to earn the money to pay for it, uh, while going to football practice, while lifting weights. Wow. And I saved up my money. I convinced my parents that it was safe, and now they – they still hate it. My, you know, <laughs> my mom still hates it, but I found a way to go. And it, it was just, it's, it started being a big passion where it had to be something that I had to do probably around, I say seventh or eighth grade. And it was just a matter of finding out how to go about doing it. Yeah. We, we get that a lot on here. Uh, wrestling is something you, you have to do as opposed to want to do it. Some, some of the, the other independent wrestlers and stuff that we've had on, have said that um, same, uh, you know, motto. Um, you've, y- your passion, your love for wrestling, being a, a, a mark, marking out, I guess. Uh, I know a lot of people say that's a negative term. No I, shame in that. I personally don't no think it's shame at all, say. N- negative at all. Uh, I'm a mark, you're a mark, we're all marks. Um, so you've watched all the wrestling. What's your, what's your favorite, uh, I don't know, it's a cliche question, I guess, but what's your favorite era? What's your favorite time, company, anything like that? When I do cardio in, in, in the morning, I, I'm making a point to stay in shape. I like to be able to perform in the ring at a respectable level, a good level, better than respectable. I usually hang out at like 95, 96, 97, maybe 98. I love WCW, WWE at that era. Yeah. There's some bad stuff, but there's some really good stuff. And I find things in there that people have totally forgotten about. And I'll take something that's been forgotten about and I'll try to make it modern. Yeah, what's always new again, yeah. Yeah. I've said this on so many interviews. Uh, Macho Man is my favorite. But if you watch Steve Regal around 95, 96, in my opinion, and that means nothing, and I'm not delusional, I'm not kissing his ass, I'm 46 years old, I'm not going (laughs) to the WWE. But if you watch him at that era, 
He had that regal-esque music, for lack of a better word, that yeah. very strong music. Yeah, he had pompous, the cake. Yeah. Occasionally, he wore a wig. <laughs> he had the attendant, Sir William. And the way the he walked, too. Yes. Yeah. He, he had all this character stuff, but the second the wig and all this shit came off, you saw a great work match. Yeah. It was incredible. So in my opinion, I love watching his stuff in that era because she got the best of character, which in my opinion is a very forgotten art, yep. but also with in- incredible work rate. Yeah. yeah the, the character is a lost art. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm 40 years old and I love those, the, you know, the, the, the wrestlers that have the character, the promos, and then they can get in the ring and go. Now, Steven Regal himself, uh, he does have that arrogance that you just want to hate, but he was so good sure. at what he does. He's still good at what he does. You can give him anything. Yep. Uh, yep. A lot of people, like Jericho's still doing it. He's still doing it. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Insane stuff. Um, I and, know- and it's not a knock at all. I, yeah. I find that the the majority of the wrestlers today, I always say this, athleticism on a whole nother incredible level, mind-blowing level of athleticism. But I always say a lot of the fun stuff, a, a lot of the bullshit yeah. that makes wrestling fun yeah. has been forgotten. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's it's uh, And it, it's nothing against, like, the people no. who can do the flips and, and all that. something that I miss. Yeah, it's it's I I miss I miss yeah the bullshit. <laughs> I miss. I can watch these guys and 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 I see the flips and the dives and and I say wow that's effing incredible. I don't believe what that guy just did, but I I, I do miss with the bullshit the fun. Yeah, yeah. And I know that sounds very basic and whatever, yeah. but it's I I miss the bullshit. Well, wrestling is simple. You, you just keep it simple, stupid. Just keep wrestling simple. Good guy, bad guy yep. characters. Work. Yeah. The, the, and you could still add incredible athleticism into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were people. I mean, I can't. Mysterio could do flips. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Billy Kidman. I'm trying to think of, sure. you know, I'm trying to think of the people in the WCW era around your time. Uh, but Nitro at that time was like, it's almost like what you're getting in AEW now in the aspect of, it's like a potpourri of wrestling. It's a little bit of sure. something for everyone. Uh, yeah. you know, you get your tornado matches, you get your hardcore matches, you get your heavyweight matches. And yeah. I always thought that was a great formula. I really was a big fan of Nitro. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a really good race. You had the cruiserweights. Yep. You had lucha guys. Yep. You had name guys. And then you had a conglomeration of like mid-card guys that were good that just filled the space, but they were still good. Okay, so here's cruiserweights. You don't like cruiserweights? Don't worry about it. Coming up next, we got the lucha guys. You don't like lucha guys? Don't worry about it. We got Macho Man in the next segment, or we got Ric Flair next. It was truly the circus where there was an act for everybody and everybody. And I make it a point in my promos. I pick on certain things and that's character and all that. Wrestling could be an amalgam and there's stuff for everybody. But on one show, there should be something that satisfies 
each one of those thin bases. And I think he can do it. And early nitros were like that. It had a little bit of everything for everybody. One kind of style is not going to appeal to one guy. And that style may not appeal to the other guy. But if it's there, you're going to collectively draw these people in. Speaking of AEW, um, you, you... – you you started these promos that I came across these timeless promos which uh, I love I just love them uh, they they came out towards Cody in the TNT Championship now since those have happened Cody uh, took a beating by the Dark Order and he doesn't hold that title anymore um, but was there ever an end game in sight with these promos Are we hoping they were just fun Yeah they get through Let's COVID. first go to the origin of Timeless. Yeah. I've always had this in, in, in the back pocket. I did a Ring of Honor show. I think it was 2012, 13, or 14. I'm not sure. I'm a yeah. bad historian. I'm yada, yada, sorry. Yada, yada. And Jim Cornette was there, yeah. and he did a lot of stuff for me early on in my career. Uh, he was a guy that brought me into WWE when they had oh. their first ever light heavyweight yep. tournament. And uh, I showed up for the Ring of Honor show, and, and as I said previously, if you weren't in, in the Northeast, you just assume that I dropped off with the map or I retired or whatever, whatever. I reached out to Jim Cornette and I got in gear and I was in shape and I went out and I did a match and I got back. She goes, motherfucker, <laughs> the timeless Devin Storm. Holy shit. <laughs> and that just always stuck. And I said, that's a yeah. cool moniker. If I continue to do this, if I choose to yeah. continue to do this, I'm going to put this. In your pocket. And I'm going to hold on to Timeless. That's kind of cool because the veteran insinuates that kind of you're polished, but you're old. Classic means you're old. Timeless means you could still go. Yeah. And and I think that's a great term. And uh, so COVID happens. Cody's challenging guys from all over or whatever or the word gets out that potentially the TNT title may be uh, defended with indie guys. Yeah. So, uh, and you go all over Twitter, there's guys typing, uh, I'll fight you, Cody, or <laughs> hey, how about me? Hey, look at this. Here's my demo. But I, I said, Cody likes Star Wars. Yeah. He got into it a lot later than me. He probably thinks Han shot first. <laughs> that's just my opinion i'm not talking trash Nah, i actually i i, I have no idea Han shot first no he probably thinks greedo shot first yeah. i messed it up I'm, i just boxed the whole spot we'll, yeah. we'll edit that in so, post we'll, we'll we'll pull a we'll uh did that in so okay so if you're gonna edit this out cody probably thinks that greedo shot first han ducked it and han shot back yeah so and that's a total lie too but uh so I do this thing for fun and all, all, all of a sudden it blows up yeah. and people say, Oh, wow, you're going to fight it. Well, this is really cool. And then it, it turns into this whole boomer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I first got onto Twitter, a lot of these new fans have no clue who, who I am. And they type, who are you <laughs> boomer? And I mean, uh, so-and-so you're not relevant boomer. This and that. Boomer, boomer. Oh. And my kid is like 12. My daughter's 11. And 
what happened there? I, I lost you. No, I, oh, you lost me. Okay, now okay, you're back. Good. Okay, and uh, I showed it to a, a few friends in town that know that I wrestle still. They go, you're the furthest thing from a fucking boomer. You're doing all this wild shit, so that's stuck here. And it just morphed into this promo, who are you, boomer, and... And it caught on, and I don't know where it goes. Yeah, it's fun to watch. My favorite one was um, the one you were doing, like the chants. I think you were doing, holy. A lot of people, well, profanity. Yeah. People love profanity. Yeah, people do. And chants. Yeah, holy shit. You fucked up. CM Punk. All that fun stuff. And you deserve it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was the worst chant. Oh, there's Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Yeah, you deserve it. Hi, Vanessa. Um, Hi, Shay. Sorry for starting the show early, Vanessa, but I the Chiefs decided they didn't want to throw a touchdown, so I get tired of watching them. Um, well, now that we've gotten all the wrestling out of the way, let's talk Star Wars. Um, okay. Yeah, why not, right? Um, I love Star Wars. I'll talk Star Wars all day. I even have I even have uh, Yoda and Chewie are sitting at the bar tonight, having a drink. I That's guess. awesome. Yeah. Can you see the Death Star number two right there? There you go. And uh, oh, you mentioned your kids are twelve and eleven. Uh, I was just mentioning before you came on. Uh, I have three daughters, eleven, eight, and three, and nice. they, they started school today. And uh, after one day, one day, we we have now gone full remote. They shut the school down. Uh. One person tested. It was all tears in my house. All tears uh. because my middle kid. We're was, still. Yeah. Go ahead. Thank God we're still five days live, full days. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, Thank God. they shut us down, and my middle kid was devastated because she had a great day today, made two new friends. Oh, I'm sorry. And my oldest 11-year-old is devastated because she's going to middle school and didn't even get a chance to go yet. So uh, it's just a nightmare. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, that's okay. I'll, we'll survive somehow. Something It all works out, I guess, is what they say. Um, but you mentioned Star Wars. You mentioned Cody and all that fun stuff. Um, who do you, first of all, who's, who do you think is a bigger Star Wars fan yourself or, or Cody? Next question. <laughs> Next question. Okay. Um, uh, I love you're in the Star Wars room here. I'll try not to. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the death star. And, and I'll give you a quick scroll if it comes across. Oh, look at that. There's Han. If you could see him. Yep. I can. There's a relax for that. So does that look like fun? Oh, there's Mando. You got to love Mando. Yeah, I think season two should be coming out here in a month. I think I can't wait. Uh, I love Star Wars. I'm the biggest Star Wars geek going. Uh, I love video games and I don't have that much time to play them that often, but I love Battlefront, love Battlefront 2. I love uh, Fallen Order and some. When I do find time to play Star Wars games uh, or games, it's their Star Wars games. I recently downloaded Racer on uh, with the PS4, and yep. it's perfect. I could grab a race in five or six minutes and you, you know, just have some fun and then leave. So mm-hmm. it's I, – I, I, I can still get my fix. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I love Star Wars. My son's 12 now. He – I – I uh, showered him with Star Wars toys 
new ones and also my own, which was pretty cool. You know, he had the new Walker with the ad at, but he had my old one that I had when I was a kid. Wow. Mind blowing and cool. But he's kind of out of the phase where he's, it's very, very sad. Now he doesn't play with figures no more. Oh. Uh, so, but I, I had a solid nine, 10 years where it was socially acceptable yeah. for me to play with these Star Wars toys. <laughs> I was playing for my son. Yeah. And we we made the coolest battles, and I'm gonna miss it for sure. Um, I now I have to wait for grandkids. Yeah, I I I'm still in that zone. The 11 year old doesn't really play with whether it's uh, Star Wars characters or, or wrestling figures, but the eight year old does. The three year old definitely does. Uh, so I'm still in that phase. Um, they've all watched Star Wars. I took them to all the new movies when they came out in the theater. Uh, the only way to watch them. Uh, but I do have a question. So uh, your kids have seen all the movies, right? Yes. Okay. When you showed them the movies to get them caught up when the new ones are coming out, did you show them in the order they were released or in the order that they happened? So you'd start with uh, Phantom Menace and then go up. Tough question. When it were one, two, and three, I always watched Star Wars. So they always saw them on. Right. Whether they got it or not, right. not sure. When they're, as they got old, older, I, I would like to think they kind of watched them one, two, and three because they were kind of watching the Clone Wars too, yeah. and they liked Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of watched them episode one, two, three, Clone Wars on Cartoon Network, and well, but they were still new where all of it was going because they've definitely seen Star Wars, Empire Strikes right. Back, Return of the Jedi. So I'm. It's kind of like a mishmash. Yeah. But they knew what was going on. That's good. I yeah, I showed them uh, mine. I went with one, two, three, and then four, five, six. Because I didn't want to have to – I wanted to watch – I wanted them to see the characters progress oh, as opposed yeah. to doing a flashback and try to – not a flashback, but a, like a prequel. Like, oh, this – That makes sense. This That's is Darth Vader as a kid. And that would – Yeah. They were younger at the time. Um, so the new one came out. Uh, Rise of Skywalker um, didn't get the greatest of reviews. Me, I enjoyed it, but I also think it could have been much better. There are definitely rumors that there is a J.J. Abrams. I follow all the rumors. <laughs> that there is a J.J. Abrams cut out there. Um, yep. I am of the belief that that cut does exist. We will see that cut, and it will be an exclusive on Disney+. Plus. Where do Disney you stand Plus. on that? Uh Rise of Skywalker was good for what he had to do, yeah, to yeah. work with. Yeah. I thought the last jet, I thought last jet, I was an abomination. Yep. And I admittedly was spoiled when I got signed to WCW. I discovered the Timothy Zahn novels. Oh boy, Heir to the Empire, yeah, Dark Force cool. Rising, Last Command, and they were incredible Star Wars stories. And you got the Luke Skywalker you wanted to see. Yeah. Luke was a badass Jedi capable of all kinds of stuff. You get to Last Jedi, Luke's like a bum that wants to die. And yeah. that's just not what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, I, I would love to see the J.J. cut, the George Lucas cut, they yeah. say. Uh, I've also heard rumors that they may go back. And, you know, there is a large time frame between Return of the Jedi and Force awaken so maybe there's room for something in there someplace e either live action or even animated i'd be happy with yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, the, the books. I mean, they could do three more movies on the books alone. Uh, the books were great. So, um, all right, one final Star Wars question. Um, between Solo and uh, Rogue One, which one was the better for the family, Rogue One or Solo? For the family, yeah. For for which one fit better? Solo is more of a fun Star Wars yeah. movie. Rogue One was gritty, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I I personally like Rogue One better. It was really cool. It was yeah. gritty. It was is it, it was a Star Wars war movie. Yeah, Solo is more of a thing. If if you have younger kids, it's more. It's an easier family movie, in my opinion, which means nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, we. Uh... I, I think I'm of the same realm. I, I love Rogue One. I took my kids to see that too, and uh, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't end up happy. Spoiler alert: everybody doesn't survive. But uh, great movie though. It was Fantastic. really good. It was really good. And the ending, man, did I pop for the ending? Talk about marking out. Oh man. Oh, big time, right? When Darth Vader comes to that hallway and just you see the red lightsaber, I think I was the only one in the theater that cheered. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was awesome. Um. I feel uh, I feel we haven't even scratched the surface, uh, Mr. Crowbar, um, but I would love to have you on again anytime, really, to talk, discuss anything, really. Um, but what I like to do at the end of every show, Give me a call, I'll I'll discuss whatever you like. Yeah, man. man, we could we could do all sorts of geeky Star Wars stuff. We could talk wrestling if we need to. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. Um, we're gonna get you. We're, we're gonna get you into Synergy Wrestling. They're over there in New Jersey. And uh, we got to get you on Retromania Wrestling. That's where I'd like to see you. Um, that's a video game. But anyways, uh, what I like to do at the end of every show is give you my proverbial mic. You have the floor. You can say whatever you want. Put over whatever you want. I will not cut you off. Wow. Uh, I'm not prepared for this. Uh, I guess you can catch up on me at WCW Crowbar. Uh, I have some cool ideas for some new videos that are going to come out. Uh, and this has been a fun, crazy ride. I have no idea where it goes. Uh, if it goes nowhere, I'll promote my own shows again and, you know, have, have a whole lot of fun. Uh, just, I'm here enjoying the ride and no expectations and, and having a hell of a time. That's it, man. I'm, uh, I'm probably the, easy, the easiest going guy you know. So, uh, don't let the promos fool you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It's been a great conversation, man. Uh, keep up the great work uh, on and off everything, man. Be a great dad. And just real quick, just as if I, there's been a number of people that have jumped on board with yeah. this new thing I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, I try to say I find value in staying in character the best I can, but I take little moments here and there to say thank you. Just yeah. whoever jumped on board, this is fun. It's cool. Thank you. Uh, and have fun with me. Awesome. It's been a great time. We'll see you around, Crowbar. Have a good night. Thanks, man. Yeah, later. Have a great night. You too. All right. That was awesome, Vanessa. Sorry I started the show early tonight. No, that's good. It's oh. all good. It was good. Thanks for reaching out, Vanessa. Yeah, no, thank you, sir, for being very cooperative. Stop the sir. I'm no sir. I'm... I'm just having fun. Have a great Sweet. night. Oh, Thanks awesome. so much, guys. Yeah, anytime. Later. Later. 
It's always weird. But, oh, no, he's oh, he's back. There we go. Oh, he's gone. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to do. How do I get out? I am not a good techie guy. I have no idea how. I'm like trapped in this zone now. It's okay. You just <laughs> hit. You hit end meeting, or leave meeting, I think, and then there he goes. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you're gonna be our. You're gonna be our second host. Uh, Hold on. It's fine. I'm sorry, guys. No, don't worry about it. Maybe we. Maybe can you kick? Just you kick. hang up on me? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Let me walk around. I'm gonna hang up on crowbar. I'm gonna mark out. <laughs> <laughs> Hang up on me, damn it. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, I think we're good. Oh, I feel so bad hanging up on the poor man. <laughs> uh, this guy's called the standing streamer.